Yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. This was this was a fantastic. This is probably the most fun I've had on a podcast. So this oh, is great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for the intro, but I'm gonna start like <laughs> clipping that. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wasteland Podcast. As always, I am your host, the beautiful, the slightly less chubby week by week, Mr. Lee Syatt. Come on down, Lee. Tell them what they've won. They've won an amazing podcast with Mr. John Glaude, Obese to Beast. Thank you very much, John, for coming on. He, it's an amazing podcast. We're just going to get right into it. Um, I did want to give you a couple quick announcements right off the top, though. I, I, As you guys know, if you've listened before, I weigh in every Tuesday. I weigh in on Tuesdays, and that's uh, unfortunately the day this podcast comes out. So you're a week behind. You're a week behind, but um, I uh, am down 64.2 pounds over uh, just over four months. I started December 2nd of 2020, and it is now April 13th. There's something about the number 13 that even though it's not a Friday, I feel like it's unlucky, but not this week. Now, this week it's lucky. Um, because we have Mr. John Glaude. I want to give a shout out on for, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, one of my amazing people on Twitter who I know I've seen you, we've, we've, we've interacted before, but I went through Twitter and I just, I couldn't find it, but you know who you are. You recommended that John come on. He, he did, a, was amazing and responded. So it, without you, this would not have happened. So I, I am so sorry that I don't have your name written down, but thank you. And if you send it to me, I'll know it's you, and I'll thank you on the next week's episode. But um, thank you very much for doing this. If this is your first time on the Wasteland Podcast, uh, listen back to some earlier episodes. I am uh, on my own personal weight loss journey. Like I said, I'm down 64.2 pounds. And I have a goal of probably losing at least 100 more. Very similar to John's story. And I, uh, I I made the Wasteland Podcast as a place for positivity. I, I There's a lot of people who are in the same shoes, or I, I'll say since it's a Wasteland, they're in the same pant size that I am. And they we, we're all on a path, or we're all trying to get healthier, look better, feel better and that I'm trying to build a community of people who have the same goal and it's going amazing so far. I want to give a shout out to everyone who I did the uh, listener call-ins with this past week. did about 10 of them, probably maybe a couple more and they were all amazing. All of you killed it. I have some great, amazing I'm saying the word amazing too much time, too many times. I'm, I'm sorry, but I have some really inspiring stories to share with all of you. Um, people from Europe. I have females. I have males. Uh, Kristen told me that the podcast so far has been a sausage fest, and this this week is no different. But we have some we have some lovely ladies coming up down the pipeline for all of you other females out there. We have some we have some ladies and. Please uh, reach out and let me know if you'd like to do a, a call-in. Um, just email me at wastelinepodcast at gmail.com, and I'll reach out and we'll do a Zoom. Like I said, I did about 10 of them, and th- those will start coming out as well. And I have an episode I just did with a dietitian. 
I have two contestants from The Biggest Loser. I have a doctor coming on. So some good stuff is coming down the pipeline. Um, but this week is Mr. John Glaude. He is known as Obese to Beast. If you don't know his story, I believe when he was 20, and he'll he'll tell you, but when he was very young, he decided that he was sick of being overweight. And he lost a significant amount of weight, over 100 pounds. I'll let him tell you about it. But he has a very successful YouTube channel. He did this amazing video, and I'll put a link in the, in the description, but he did a video about his loose skin. And that one was his first video to really go viral. He ended up on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and and she gave him a, a Mustang, and and now he has kept the weight off. He is training to I I don't know if it's, I think it's a marathon. It's either an Ironman or or a marathon. So if it's only a marathon, John, we got to do Ironman together. No, I'm 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 getting ready to train for just a 5K. That's about all I can handle. I've never run literally a day in my life. Only for the ice cream man. And that's only that's basically just a joke because my town did not have ice cream men. If they did, I would have been much, much larger. Um, but John is an amazing guy. Very nice. I know, listen, he when I, when I said he was coming on, some people aren't a fan of his content. And that's fine. But give him a chance. The, call, the, the talk you're about to listen to, he really is a very thoughtful, kind uh, person. And if you have some preconceived notions about the content that he does, uh, I would put those aside. Because we had a very honest and open discussion about losing weight and being 100 plus pounds overweight and... And what he's doing now to keep it off, and and I actually I'm I'm very excited uh, about right at the end of the podcast, towards the end, we have a, a, I had a special surprise guest come on that was uh, very big in John's life uh, growing up, and it went and honestly went amazing. I I don't think I recorded it. I'm going to try to find it, but he at the end he said it, this was his favorite podcast that he's ever done, and. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah, I, I'm. I was honored to have him on. Please go check him out again. He is known as Obese to Beast on almost everything. It's obese, O B E S E T O B E A S T on YouTube and then on Instagram and Twitter. He is also Obese to Beast, but there's an underscore between all the words, so it's obese underscore two underscore beast on Instagram and Twitter. And then if you like podcasts, and I know you do because you're listening right now, John and his brother Gene have an amazing podcast called the Work for Change podcast. And you can find that wherever podcasts are are listened to. So please enjoy this episode. It really is everything that I hope that this podcast turns into um, I do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Our sponsor this week is Manscaped. You get 20% off and free shipping with code SYATT, S-Y-A-T-T, at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using code SIET. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job at Manscaped. Manscaped makes a whole bunch of products for the men in your life, or if you're a man, you need them. They have the Crop Preserver, a ball deodorant, anti-chafing. They have the Crop Reviver. This is for those days after the gym, and, and you don't, might not have a chance for a shower, but your balls need a little bit of a, of a pick-me-up. So you need that. Don't forget, go to manscaped.com and use code SIET and get 20% off plus free shipping. And that's the end of the intro. Mr. John Glaude, obese to beast, I couldn't thank you enough for coming on. You made my my year, and 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 this pod and this is a podcast that I'm honored to share with you guys. So, without further ado, Mr. John Glaude, obese to beast, thank you for coming on. I might have a little bit of a surprise for you. Hopefully, it, okay. if, you, if you don't like it, it's fine. We can cut it out. But I think I think you'll like it. Um, All right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just get. I know that's really ominous, but it, it's really not bad. It's 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 not, it's not as good as a dozen donuts, but it's uh it's pretty good. So, so are you are you in your gym right now? I'm at I well in my home gym. So this is my garage. Nice. I'm so I yeah. uh so I'll do an intro. So we'll just get into it. But I'm I'm like I'm very not jealous of you, but I guess a little bit jealous. How old are you now, John? <laughs> I'm 28. You're 28, and you started this when you were 20. This journey when you were 20. Yeah. God, you're so smart. I'm about to be 33, <laughs> and I like I just uh. I I had seen certain videos of yours, but like the, the it's sort of like it's funny that I, I'm in, from the podcasting world and you're in the video world, but it's sort of the same thing. Like you put out multiple videos. It seems like multiple videos a week or at least one a week, and like mm-hmm. people, like you must have had people. Like I went back and actually watched your very first video, which I oh, I, I, I I love doing that stuff. But it's like <laughs> I would imagine you you have people who have been with you from the very beginning. Like yeah. That was, that's badass. There's, it's a small amount of people uh, because I would say like, I'm not sure how much you can relate to this. My content has changed quite a bit. So mm-hmm. when I first started, it was more just like me vlogging my life when I was working at Starbucks, waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh god! And now it's more commentary based where I'm like talking about controversial stuff at times. And there are people right. that do not that do not like that, which is understandable. Um, right. So I would say there's there's a few for sure. Like they they we, we talk to each other every once in a while. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like when people say, yeah, I've been following since you worked at Starbucks. I'm just like, why? <laughs> I go, why are you still here? Like, that's so that's funny that it's, um, it's really weird. It's something that I struggle with. Cause I actually, I, it wasn't a big thing, but, um, I don't know if you know, but I used to be on another podcast and I was just talking to the co-host and I, cause I did, I, I decided to turn comments off on Instagram. I just and I have I don't I've, I don't know the exact number you have, but I know you probably have a few more than me. And I just noticed that like I was too invested in even the good and the bad ones. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like I've been used to getting hate messages for I've been I've been doing it for almost ten years, and it's something that I'm used to. But um, I can imagine, especially because I was looking through the content you do now, and. I can imagine, and we'll get to it in a little bit, but I can imagine that's either people love you or they hate you. And mm-hmm. but to be honest, that's that's kind of a good thing. It's 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 a lot. But people, when people either love you or they hate you, like it, it's a lot. Uh, there's a lot bigger of an emotional 
uh, mm-hmm. thing than then just oh well he's okay like th- that brings people back to watching your videos and frankly like mm-hmm. you don't want to do stuff that everyone loves it's uh, mm-hmm. it, it's which is do. is hard for me though because naturally I'm someone that like I don't I don't like to stir the pot I don't like to like rock the boat it's not like I'm not good at it I don't handle it well either right but like. For, the, the videos that I make and the things that I say, like I try to be as kind in what I'm saying as possible, but still be like, Hey, this is what I think. You know what I mean? Like this right. is, um, I think this is wrong or I think this is right. And, um, and so it's been, it's been an interesting learning curve for me as well. Oh, like, it, kind of, it's being, totally just like being out there and like open about, cause it's like, you're, you're putting yourself out there, right? Like yeah. you're sharing your thoughts whenever you have it, you share your thoughts. Like you could, like and there's been times where I missed the mark and it was like ooh that was a bad one like I didn't I didn't handle that well but most of the time it's like people understand where I'm coming from and they either agree or disagree but yeah it's been it's been interesting well it's inter- like one of the bigger things that people talk about with me is I was I was on a podcast with Joe Rogan and I I kind of came to learn cuz I got into this I was in the post production field I I had no I had I actively tried to stay behind the camera. I didn't want to be in front of it mm-hmm. at all. And like I, you, you kind of learn that like not that you don't believe it, but to to make an interesting point and to have a conversation, you kind of have to have a point of view. Yeah, it's not it's not in, it's not interesting to be like, well, I guess everyone has a point. Like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it, it doesn't really make sense. So mm-hmm. I, I said I said on a podcast I said uh, audio is the future. And and I still do believe that audio has a huge um, reach, and it's only getting bigger. But obviously, video is king right now, and probably might always be king. But it's just like I, I get I got hate some hate from it. And I'm like, listen, man, like like that's kind of the point. Like it's like, yeah, I, I said something, and and it's it's really I think for you, it's a, even a, a not a little bit. It's a lot more personal because mm-hmm. it's. It's about their it's a their health and it's like the th- part as a, f- a current fat guy that bothers me is like I'm I'm not really a big drinker I don't smoke mm-hmm. cigarettes so people who will talk uh, crap to me or shack and swear it's my show uh, who talk shit to me <laughs> will um like like I always used to laugh when people who were like active alcoholics would be like you're being unhealthy and I'm like well you, just because you can see it yeah because my bad decision. Is, is there so it's out front so what I really want to talk about with you is like your beginning and I, and I thought it was what I mm-hmm. the first question is like was there a thought or was there a reason that you didn't um go through this process on YouTube with videos like when you were bigger because I know for me I hid from cameras like when mm-hmm. I, I I've lost 50 pounds and uh, even now I really don't I don't like it but it's it's mm-hmm. better but like was there a thought process? Did you think about doing this when you were bigger or, or did you not? That's a good question. Uh, no, I didn't. Cause I was the same way. I didn't, I didn't like being in front of, I, I mean, it was to a point, man, which I'm sure you might be able to relate to this. Like I didn't like looking at myself in the mirror. Like oh, yeah. the, the only time I looked at myself in the mirror was like, I would, it was after I showered. So the mirror was foggy and I would like <laughs> squeegee off just enough to see my face to make sure there's some, not something growing out of my face. Right. And then I was like, all right, good to go. And then I would do my thing. Like I worked. So when I was at my heaviest, I worked at the van shoe store. It was my first ever job. And like, there's mirrors there everywhere. Right. Cause it's a department oh, no. store. It's like, you know, and I would just 
always just avoid them. Like I would always just try and not look at them, walk by them. Um, and so, yeah, I think like I just, because when I started losing the weight, Instagram was around and, and all this stuff, but it, it wasn't like it is now. Like it's, it's, it's weird that it was only what, like eight years ago, but it just, it wasn't what it is now. Right. So I didn't even really think about it. Like I, cause like I did believe we can go into like when I decided to lose the weight and because it was this huge click moment for me. Like I did believe that I was going to lose the weight, but still like, like everyone that's tried to lose weight before I had tried to lose weight a bazillion times. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, I don't even, I didn't even want to tell anybody. Like when I first started losing weight, I didn't tell anyone like my mom, because at the time I was still living with her. So she helped me with food and stuff. So I was like, yo, don't buy me soda anymore. Right. Right. But I just like, she was the only person that I let know. And then I didn't start documenting stuff until I had like lost most of the weight because at that point, I had like my my regular Instagram, which was like just the Instagram I had since I started it. And right. I was like posting like weight loss stuff constantly, like every day. And that was at a point where like people didn't post Instagram every day. It just, you just didn't. So I was like, I'm going to start another Instagram so I can, like, I don't have to feel bad about posting this stuff. And that's right. how Obese to Beast came, like came to be. It was literally out of me being like, okay, I, sh- I need to make another Instagram so I don't, I'm not like spamming all of my friends and family. <laughs> oh, I completely agree. And it's, it's just funny because when I started, I, um, and we'll talk about this later, but I started a Patreon um, because I, I wanted to document it and I, and I need, I, I'm someone who really needs, um, I need someone, I need to be accountable to someone else because if it's mm-hmm. just me, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I've, I've, I've given up a bunch of times. But the old co-host of my last podcast said, well, you should film a video and I'll put it out. And I filmed it and I, I never even sent it to him because I was too embarrassed by it. So, But I didn't take a before picture. And then when mm-hmm. I hit 50, I was like, oh, snap, I have that video. And I went and looked at it. And it's, it's in, we're going to get to your story in a minute. But it's just I've, I really feel like we're like best friends that don't know it yet. Just because I, I don't know. There's something about being big that like you really can connect with people. Um, I like something that you said about like being in denial like that that was one of your your videos and like i've always knew i was big that wasn't i i i it wasn't something that i was ever in denial about being big but it's weird when you start losing when i started losing weight this time i looked back at that my biggest weight and i was 336 and i just looked at it and i had no white like I knew I was big, but like, like I just had no idea. I had no idea that I'd gotten that big, and it's it's weird because I've lost weight before. I'm about I'm about fifty to sixty pounds heavier than the lightest that I've been as an adult, and I even asked someone else, uh, a, a guy who lost a bunch of weight and became a bodybuilder, if he felt different in his head, like when he lost the weight, and he said it's kind of scary, but he said he didn't. He like I th- when I go up, I still feel sort of the same in my head, I guess, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just interesting. And I, I, I wanna, would like to hear your thoughts on it. It's just like, when you, when you, I would be interested in what you meant by denial, because I like, I've always knew I was big, but it was just like, there's just levels of it. Like you always, you're just like, kind of like that. I guess that's what you're in denial of. Like, yeah, I'm big, but I'm not that big. So exactly. And that's exactly what it is. Like, I think that for most people, especially if you've like been big for a long time, like I was big my entire life. Up yeah. I've lost the weight, right? Basically. And I think it's almost like a coping mechanism to not always feel really down on yourself. I think like I, <laughs> I, I've, I've told this story before, but like when I was at my heaviest or just not even at my heaviest, but just when I was bigger, I constantly 
was looking around to find someone bigger than me. Oh because yeah. It always made me feel better. And there was, there was actually a guy, um, this is kind of a side story, but there was a guy that lived right across the street from me when I was growing up. And, uh, I, I played drums growing up and I had a band and like we recorded and stuff and he actually recorded bands. It was like, crazy how perfect it worked out so we would go over to his um his like house slash studio and we would record stuff but this guy was like probably 500 pounds maybe more i don't know exactly um and i remember like i would say to my bandmates like oh if i ever get to that size let me know you know and i they would always be like oh yeah yeah like but i'm sure in their head they're like you're not that far off but, <laughs> right um he ended up like he was in his 30s like early thirties, I think. And he, he passed away not too long ago. No. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, but like, I just, I just remember I was always comparing myself and then it's, it's crazy because I, I'm not sure if you can relate to this, but for me, like I had that denial, but I think even my closest friends had almost that denial as well, because like I've my best friend in the world, we've been friends since I was like six years old. He like, we've talked about it a few times and he's like, man, I he'll look at pictures and I'm sure you can relate. It's like, he'd look at me and be like, I don't remember you ever actually being that big because we were around each other so much. And so it's crazy because uh, that's how I felt too. Right. Like I I obviously knew that I was big, but I look back at these photos, man. And it's like, Oh my gosh. Like when I was at my heaviest, so I was, I was 20 years old. I was wearing a size five XL shirt, 56 inch waist. Um, and like, I, like I have these photos from a wedding. I was wearing a size five XL was a rock aware shirt that I found at Burlington Coat Factory because they're the only people that made shirts that big that actually looked kind of cool. Right. But it was like, when I sat in that shirt, it was a button up, the buttons would pop open. Oh yeah. Like it, so it wasn't even like a loose 5X, like it was a true 5X. And yeah. so, yeah, I think it's like that, that form of denial is almost, it, it's almost necessary. And I don't think it's really a bad thing. I just think it's something that a lot of people can relate to, you know, like a lot of people know what that feels like. Oh, absolutely, and I think it's interesting that you bring up friends because I had I had this, something with an she's now my ex, but uh, with a girlfriend a few years ago, we lost a bunch of weight together, and then we were looking back at pictures, and she said that oh, I never I didn't realize we got so big, um, but the the thing I wanted to ask you about was like I I'm, I'm not proud of this, but I had friends who did notice I was getting big. And did they like they tried to help? I had I had people train me for free. I had two separate people train me for free, um, and then I had friends. Not I mean some nicer than others, but some, like they had they had their heart was in the right place, and they would confront me about it. And the issue that I'm not proud of, and I would like to know, like, and I was older. I'm I was older than you when I did it. I would be like, well, I'm an adult. I'm going to show them, and I'm not going to work out. And I'm, I can eat what I want because I'm an adult. And it's like, it's like we put them in like a weird position and I, it's really tough. I don't, I don't really know if there is a right way to, 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 I don't, I, I'm still kind of searching for a way to help bigger people, but it's like, do you just say that or, or like, cause I don't, I, I really don't like, what are your thoughts? on? I don't know how to go about that. I don't know what the right way is. So this is, this is like one of one of the questions that I get asked that like, it's, it's probably like one of my least favorite because the answer is kind of lame. Um, but it's like, no matter how good your intentions are, like as the friend, right. That might be helping someone like, regardless of like you said, you had two trainers that were willing to help you. I, I had a similar situation when I was like 18 years old 
Um, I had a family friend who was like a cop who was really into working out and he like bought me all this food, like healthy food. And like when he would show up to my house really early in the morning when we go on a run, they were like, it was like one mile and I was, it wasn't much of a run, but like he, you know, he did everything. But the the fact of the matter is, is like, if he wasn't with me, I did what I wanted. Right. Right. So it's like, with that, it, it really comes down to the person. Like if the person isn't ready, like the person say you, right. If you're not ready, and you you have a trainer friend that's willing to help you out. As awesome as that is, and like, and it, it's hard because, especially if if you're the person that's not ready, you feel guilty because you're like, I know that this is a great opportunity, but like, if you're not ready, it's just you're just not ready. Like, there's yeah. there's nothing anybody can do to make you do something that you're especially especially with weight loss because weight loss it's not just a, it's not even like a oh I want to work out more with weight loss it is a constant decision that you are making to not eat. XYZ thing, right? Because that's the most important thing is the diet. Like exercising is important, but like the diet is the most important and it's the hardest thing to get down. Right. So it's like it's a constant thing. Like if it's three in the three in the morning and the person's not with you and you have snacks in your your cupboard and, and you're able to go get them and you're you have no problem with doing it, you're not gonna lose weight. Right. Right. So it has to be you have decided I'm going to do this. Um, and it, it sucks because I know that there's a lot of people that end up having friends that have the best intentions, they want to help them and especially if you don't really understand what it's like to be bigger, you like the, the friend, the person that's trying to help the person is like, they almost feel like their friend doesn't care about them. And they're like, they've like put all this work into helping them. And they're just, they're, they're not even trying, you know, it's, it's a really hard situation, man. But it's like, the answer I have is like, it, it just has to be the person's decision that's going to lose the weight to really do it. Because if it's not, like it's just it's too hard of a thing to do w- with just relying on someone else to be everything for you. your motivation your like it's just too hard right and it's interesting i don't know if you know who my brother is my brother his name is jordan side he's a yeah of course okay um and it's interesting because like he has his whole life is fitness and i what i when you were saying that I, i'm just i'm laughing because one of the guys who helped me was like we were, we were trying to get my diet under control. And he's like, you know, when you go to, he's like, what's your favorite fast food? And I said, like, Wendy's. And he go, okay, when you, ah, perfect. I love Wendy's. When I go to Wendy's, I get a, a chicken salad with the cranberries in it and just get that. And I'm like, that's like, man, like, if I could go to Wendy's and order a salad, like, 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 this, it, 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 it sounds simple, but it's just like, especially when you're in that uh, mode. It's 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 like telling somebody to jump over a house. It's like I I, I just don't have it in me to go yeah. and order a salad there. So it's like what I'm interested in is like you would think like you whatever it is 10 15 years ago now probably would never have guessed that you would have been a fitness influencer like helping <laughs> helping no. people lose weight and and, and like it's also like the the most people would probably be like, you're not the right person to. But I actually, I think that it's actually probably a good thing to have someone who can actually understand like what it is. I don't know if the word is broken or what's different about someone who's big's mind to be like, okay, listen, I like, yeah, you, you, I know you, I know you want to go to McDonald's. But we just can't go to McDonald's now. And I've been there. Like, I used to go twice a day. Like, whatever it is. But, like, how how does it feel to be, like, an in, a fitness influencer now? Like, how weird is that for you? Dude, it's so strange, man. And, like, w- what you were saying there, I, I, I agree. 
I think that I don't think like it's necessary. Like your, your, your brother, Jordan, I think he, he does a great job of being able to understand people without ever being, you know, super large, at least in, right. in my opinion, from what I've seen of them. Right. Uh, obviously you have more insider knowledge. Oh, no, he's, that stuff, he's, <laughs> he's, he's actually uh, pretty good at it, but it's just, it, I think there is a, but I'll let you continue from, from there. Yeah. So the thing that I think is one of the, one is I'm able to understand what's going through someone's head and like how, how helpless some people feel, but I'm also able to call people out on their craft and they can't be like, you don't know what it's like. It's like, no, I do know what it's like. And yeah. I know that you're giving me some, some BS right now. Right. Um, one of the biggest things that people ask me, especially if you are, you know, if you want to call it being a food addict or whatever it is, but if you're in the throes of that is like people think, because when you first start losing weight, it's freaking hard to say no to Wendy's and McDonald's and all of these foods. Like it's really, really tough. And so people think understandably that like, I am always going to be thinking about McDonald's and Wendy's and wanting to go there. And I'm always going to have to have this willpower constantly. I can tell you with confidence, it goes away after, t- after time. Does like, it really? The more, I'm still dude, there. <laughs> it, it really does. No, okay. and I, I mean that. Like, at least, well, I can only speak from my experience. But, I, dude, I was someone that would have McDonald's. And, like, I, I live in San Diego, so we have really great Mexican food here. Oh, yeah. And have, like, Mexican food every day. Like, a lot of times it was McDonald's and Mexican food in the same day. I would drink large sodas. I would have chips. I would, like my diet was as bad as it could have been, right? Like it was just as bad as it could have been. And so for me, like if I were to hear someone saying what I'm saying, when I first started losing, I was like, I would have been like, there's no way, but I'm, I'm telling you like the, the first, so for me, I've I've explained is like the further that I get away from my heaviest, the more I feel like I know I'll never go back there. Right. Well, that's amazing. And I, I guess, you know, I'll just jump to that because that's, that's the thing that for me has really been a struggle is every, every time I've lost there's, there's a comedian named and I always bring it up there's a comedian named Robert Kelly and he has a special and he has a joke that says he's on his sixth fat and like he's just gone up and down and I I like literally from birth have always been bigger I've lo- gained and lost it multiple times and when I'm on the way down I'm always very like it's never going to happen again I'm never going to let myself get like that but then what I hope is different about this time is I'm actually doing it in a way now I'm doing OMAD and I'm just, I'm simply just counting calories. Uh, and it's, it's, it works for me at least right now. And it's, it's, it's slowly even getting more strict, but like when you were in the process, I think it was a, you said it was a two year process to lose the 180 pounds about that. Yeah. Did you ever have like, a fuck it moment I'm gonna go to McDonald's or 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 you know you gained five pounds back or did it ever did you ever go the wrong way or did were you just so laser focused dude like this is it's a good question and like I I almost feel bad answering it but like I never really had a super bad like plateau or like gaining weight because I had tried to lose weight so many times before and I was so bad at it like I wasn't the person that would lose 50 pounds and I would lose not even 10. And then I'd be like, ah, screw it. So no, I was yeah. always, I, I truly, like when I first started losing, truly believed that I couldn't. Like I thought there was something wrong with me. I would joke around with my friends and say, I don't have a metabolism. Like, <laughs> I, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I just, I just felt like there's obviously something wrong with me. Cause I, cause like I would eat the same foods as my friends. We would all go to McDonald's together. 
why am I gaining so much weight? Looking back, I'm eating three times as much as them, but just not even, it doesn't register as that. So for me, like seeing the results, when I first lost 30 pounds or, and when I saw that I lost 50 pounds, I was just floored, man. I was like, I can actually do it. Like it was, I, I had wanted to lose weight my entire life. Like I remember when I was a kid, uh, in, even in high school, I would, no, I'm not even joking. I would have dreams, like literal dreams of me sleeping. I would have dreams of me being like, not fat. And like, yeah. I, I used to skateboard a lot when I was in high school. Like, I mean, all throughout my childhood. And I, so I would dream about being good. Cause I was always really bad at it. Cause like, I was just fat and like, I wasn't good, <laughs> but like, I would, I would dream about being good at skateboarding and not being fat and like those two together. And so like, it was something that was always, I always wanted I just didn't think that I could have. So like it was, it's just crazy, man, because it's one of those things. Like if you want to, like there's a debate on whether obesity is a disease or not, how we categorize it, but it's crazy because it's like one of, if you want to categorize it as a disease, it's one of, it's a disease that you can literally completely reverse yourself. And like, I think, of course, that's not what was going through my mind as I was losing the weight. I didn't know about all this stuff as I was losing it. But I just remember feeling it, it gave me this sense of like control, I guess, which I maybe can be kind of dangerous, which it we could go into it because it did get kind of dangerous. And I started to control my diet too much and it got not good. But like, I think it because like growing up, I had a really hard lo- like childhood and it just wasn't the best. So like, I think it was it was like something I could control. And I started like seeing results from this, you know, just like understanding calories and like understand, like, cause then like, I think one of the biggest things I know I go on tangents. Really no, no, bad, go like, that, that's why you're here. Go on down. The, yeah, go. One, one of the one, when I talk to someone, I say like one of the biggest things when it comes to losing weight and keeping it off is knowledge. Like knowledge is power. If you understand why you're losing weight, the, the reality is like, I think at least like if you start gaining weight, you can't be like, I don't know what's going on. It's like, no, I, yeah. I know what's going on. Right. And so for me, that was a huge thing. Like having that knowledge, understanding calories, like that was a big thing. And I think calories for most people is all you need to focus on when it comes to just strictly losing weight. Once you start doing other stuff like macros and all that stuff comes into play, but like just understanding calories, understanding how many calories are in certain things, understanding how many calories are in like some stuff that you ate before and realizing, oh my God, I cannot believe that. Like I used to, a snack was a double gulp, which is literally 64 ounces of soda, yep. chips, and then maybe a hot thing from uh, freaking 7-Eleven. Oh, like 7-Eleven's the devil. Dude. I, dude. I, oh. I, did, I, I was a comedian before the pandemic started and there was a place that I would do comedy that was literally in the same complex as a 7-Eleven and I would go some nights just because I knew I could get, and this is, I would get one chocolate thing and one gummy thing. Like, I just, it was, just, it's so weird. Like, the, what the, like, I don't, I, I could have just got one thing, but it's like, my favorite, my personal favorite candies are Reese's sticks. I really, I really like those. And it's funny that you said, realizing how many calories are in things. There's four sticks in a pack, and each stick is 200 calories. So that's 800 calories. And I would have that with gummy stuff after two fast food meals in a day and now i'm now every day i I limit myself to around 1600 calories so i'm like in 30 seconds i ate pretty much my entire day worth of calories dude it's crazy like just and stuff like that is like and then understanding after you eat it like do i feel any more full for stuff like that usually not really right you know it's it's just crazy so for me like understanding 
calories, understanding just like that really was a good thing. It ended up turning bad. I'll just go into it. So it yeah, yeah, up please. Because like, at first I, I did what I call it's like when I first started losing weight, I didn't literally knew nothing and absolutely no idea about I, I was a fat guy that ate whatever I wanted. Right. So I was like, okay, what do I know isn't healthy, regardless of how much you know about nutrition? Okay, soda. I knew that's like something I tried to cut out many times. So soda, fast food and junk food, like those things, regardless of how much you know about nutrition, you know, not a good idea, probably if you're trying to lose weight. So that's what I started with, which is what I've called the common sense diet. So it's just like, don't be stupid. And like, if like, do you think a cheeseburger is good or maybe a salad's better? Okay. Right. So that, that's what I started with. And like, I, I ate a lot of sandwiches. And like, I remember my mom, like she was trying to help, but she was like, are you sure it's a good idea to eat that much bread? And I'm like, I don't know, but I know it's better than eating a bunch of McDoubles and fries, right? right? Oh, yeah. Fair enough. I would eat like two sandwiches, like four pieces of bread. And people would think, oh, my God, that's insane. But it still was way lower calorie than what I was eating before. Right. So it started off with that. And then I started to understand calories and understand that. But then it got like I lost a good amount of weight, you know, 100, maybe even more pounds. But then it just started to turn into a game of instead of, oh, I'm trying to lose weight. It was like, how little can I eat and still survive the day, basically? Yep. And so then it got to a point where I was eating, you know, maybe 700, maybe a thousand calories a day. And I was working two jobs at this time. Like wow. one of them was at a, in, the, in the meat department, like lifting heavy stuff. Like it's a pretty physical job. And so it got to a point where like every time I would like go to stand up, get lightheaded. Yep. Like it just became normal. And so then I started struggling with binge eating, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically you just, you restrict for a really long period, like or not even really long, but you restrict for a certain period of time and then you binge, which I didn't, I didn't know what that was when I was dealing with it. I was just like, I felt like I was just weak, but it was like, I literally was restricting myself so much that my body was so hungry that it would just, and these binge episodes, like they would be upwards of three, four, five, six thousand calories. Like, wow. and it, the thing with binge eating is, is like, it's one thing to just like, oh, I had a, a uh, you know, a, a meal off plan, whatever. But it was like, when it comes to binging, you feel out of control. Like I've explained it as it got to a point where it was like, I almost just expected the binges to happen at some point. So it was like, I, I almost felt like there was like a, a grim reaper dude behind me at all times. And I could feel him behind me. But some days I'd be able to make him not like touch me or anything. But then eventually, like some days it would be like noon. And he had, he already had a hold of me. So I knew that night. I'm going to freaking just binge on a ton of food. And it was like, I have no control. Like he's taken over me. And this was when you were already losing weight. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is when I had already lost pretty much most of my weight. This is like when I was, uh, this is like before I started really doing like any, like, uh, like serious, like lifting and bodybuilding stuff. Because once I started doing that, I just was naturally so much hungry and I started eating a little bit more. Now it took a long, it took a while for me to get over it. Like probably about a year. Um, but I haven't binged in, I don't know, like five years, probably something like that. Wow. Um, so it's, it's been a while and like, but when I was struggling with it, man, I, I was like, cause I, I said earlier, like, I don't feel like I'll ever go back to where I was, but when I was struggling with binge eating, I was like, I'm terrified of going, like, I felt like it was, it was just around the corner. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was tough. So that's the thing is like with losing weight is like, yes, it, it's great. And it can be so helpful, but it's like, one of my biggest things that I try to do in all my videos now, I'm sure you've seen is like, it's all about sustainability and like, yes, you can do it really fast, but is that the best way for the over, for the rest of your life? Right. right. Anybody can lose a hundred pounds. Like just don't eat. Right. Like right. we've seen it. We've seen the biggest loser. Like anybody can do it. 
Like, it's still hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's possible. But it's like, are you able to lose it and keep it off? Because I guarantee that no one cares about your weight loss if, if you lost 100 pounds and then two years you've gained it all back. But right. people like you and yourself should care. Like I lost 100 pounds and I have kept pretty much all of it off. And maybe you've gained some, like for me, I'm not at my lowest. Like my lowest was 180 pounds. I now sit like normally around like 210, right? Which is like some muscle and all that stuff. But like, um, like that's what should matter, you know, not how fast you lose it. Right. And I, I was a big, that was a big struggle for me. I did. I don't know if you remember fat second, nearly dead, the juice fast documentary. I watched that. Yeah, I remember that. I did that and I lost like 70 pounds in like 27 days. And I, I stopped because my legs started <sighs> to tingle and thank God I did. I actually had a buddy who will eventually be on this podcast who got diabetes from a juice fast because as you're taught, we just didn't know food and like how like the fruit we were putting in this, in the, in the, in the drinks when it, how your body metabolizes it differently as a drink as opposed no, to the, no fiber. fiber. Yeah, yeah. It's just, so I did that. Like I, I did it. But like, I remember I, I, I lost literally 70 pounds, 27 days. And I went and I got what I still think is a pretty healthy meal, rice, chicken, and a salad. And I just ate that. And I gained five pounds off of that one meal just because like, it's not sustainable. And you did a video about this, which I didn't watch because I wanted to get your feelings on it. And I'm not, I'm, I, I personally, I try ne- never to, to shit on anybody and he, he, if it works for him, that's great. But uh, your sustainability is a hundred percent the way to put it because it's not. And people have sent like, they signed me up years ago for it is the snake juice diet, which is essentially you're just drinking water with salt in it and a couple of the things. And, and he, that, that guy's in great shape. And I know he has people that it's worked for, but like, can, like, can you kind of explain maybe like why, those unsustainable, like even to me, frankly, keto is kind of for at least for me is unsustainable. I I can't mm-hmm. go the rest of my life not eating bread or pasta again. I just can't. Yeah. So like like why to you? I guess we don't even need to bring snake juice into this. Is like why to you is sustainability so important? Yeah. So I mean that's a good question, and, and like I I definitely think there are levels to like unsustainable diets. Like for some people, keto genuinely can be sustainable for them. Like for me, I'm in the same boat. Like I, bread is like literally my favorite food. Well, right. French fries are the top, but like oh, good, bread yeah. is right there. Just pause for one second. What, what kind of fries? Uh, steak fries, curly fries, which ones are, good, are your favorite? It, it just depends, but usually a little bit thicker. Maybe not yep. a full steak fry, but just a little bit thicker. Like thicker than McDonald's fries. McDonald's fries are amazing. Right. But like if I were to like go somewhere, there's a place here in San Diego called Swami's. And they have like they, it's like right in the middle of a steak fry and a McDonald's fry. Oh, like that's right a, there. It's that's so a good. good. I, I know this is a, a health podcast, but <laughs> as, a, as, to, as a former fat guy and a current fat guy, I had to know. So, okay, so yeah, so sustainability. So Go like ahead. sustainability, the, the reason that's so important to me is like it, it, it ties into literally what I was just saying right before. Right, it's like if you're if you're able to lose weight really fast, that's great. But if you can't keep it off, what's the point? Right. You know. And so like this is what. Now, I think that you can do these certain types of diets that might be kind of extreme. And if you really, really, really have an exit strategy, they could be, they could work. But I'm just going to say for the vast majority of people that I've seen lose a lot of weight on really extreme diets, um, sadly, they end up gaining it back once they hop off because they don't have a plan for afterwards, right? So the reason that for me, sustainability is so important is that if you are losing weight in a way that is not super difficult for you and you feel like say once you lose weight all you have to do to maintain it is continue doing what you're doing and maybe just add a little bit more calories because you want to maintain your weight instead of lose it like that seems like a lot 
like it seems to me that you will be able to maintain your weight a lot easier than if you were doing you know say let's just use like a juice fast or something like that right where you lose weight really fast and it's like and then once you get off you gain 10 pounds and you're eating still completely healthy it's gonna mess with your mind yeah and so for me the reason sustainability is so important is that one i think it teaches you a lot of like if you're losing weight in a sustainable way and you are gaining that knowledge which i explained like that is the most important thing like having that knowledge so if you decide to do some you know extreme diet but you as you're doing that extreme diet you decide i'm going to learn a lot about nutrition i'm going to have a plan for once i get off of this that could work <laughs> but i'm just saying the failure rate is a lot higher for that type of diet than what i've seen with like a more sustainable approach and of course like in a sustainable approach there's still failure rates like dieting is hard and losing weight is hard but i just think that you know going from these super extreme diets like that you if you're on a diet that you know you cannot do for the rest of your life for me it's a red flag it's all that's like that's the best way to explain it if, if you can't see yourself eating this way like the way that i eat now i can eat like this for the rest of my life it literally won't be a problem right? right but if i was eating if i was only juicing and only you know drinking my calories or whatever there's absolutely no way i could do that for the rest of my life and so i'd rather be doing a diet that i can continue just doing the whole time instead of like doing a crazy diet for a little bit and then completely switching up my diet and hoping everything works out i guess if that makes sense i absolutely and so i well, this is skipping ahead a little bit but like can you talk about like sort of the i guess the difference in your diet when you were losing weight versus how you are now because like that's mm -hmm. i'm really looking forward to the main maintaining uh mode because i just i just it's honestly what I'm doing now. The OMAD really isn't that hard. I gotta say, out of everything that I've done, I don't have. The only thing I really don't get to have are desserts as much as mm -hmm. I really like. I have like caramel rice cakes or like uh, outshine sugar, no sugar added popsicles, like just something. But like I can't have like the cakes or the candies. But other than that, I pretty much have almost everything I want um, in a scaled down mode. But like, how like how are you be able to maintain? What how are you eating? Yeah. So. That's a that's a really good question. So I will say that right now I'm able to eat quite a bit of food. <laughs> I eat like between 3,500 and 4,000 calories a day right now. Wow. Um, and, you, and you're maintaining? Yeah. And I'm maintaining. Well, I'm actually kind of, <laughs> I'm actually losing weight. Um, so, but that's, <laughs> so it, so <laughs> um, that sounded like a flex, but it's not like, so because I've like, I've been lifting for years now. Right. So I have like, I think, and I think naturally I gain muscle relatively easily. And I'm not trying to be like, or like, but like, I just, it's just something I've noticed. So I think I right. gain muscle relatively easily. So the more muscle you have, the more calories you can consume because it's just, you have more mass on your body. Right. And so I think that's part of it. And then I'm also training for a triathlon right now. So I'm doing wow. like, like today I, I ran a 5k, like I, I ran, like I PR'd my 5k run at like 25 minutes. So that was like a huge effort. And then right after that, I had to go do a swim. You know, and so like a lot of days I'll do maybe two to three sessions, which isn't like, I'm not saying that everyone needs to do that. It's just like a, a goal I have is to do a triathlon. Um, but so when I was losing weight, I was like at the start, it was, it really was like very, very simple things that I changed because I was almost 400 pounds. And the thing that the one thing that's good about being that large is that you can make really simple changes and see like a massive results yeah like for me like literally just cutting out soda junk food and fast food i i lost a a lot of weight because i was eating i was still eating sandwiches 
at all like I eat a lot of sandwiches. I still eat a lot of sandwiches. Yeah, but, they're like, great. That was like that was like the main thing that I ate, right? So then uh so it started off as like good and then I started really, really cutting too much. And then but now like I think one thing that has really worked well for me is I eat very similar foods. I'm not someone that needs a bunch of variety. It's just I it's how I've always been. Like even when I went to McDonald's, I got the same thing every time. Like oh, I've yeah. always been like that. Um, and so for me, like I eat stir fry all the time. Like I'll have, uh, like I'll still have sandwiches like pretty frequently I'll have oatmeal. Um, and then I'll have like random like protein bars and things like that. Uh, I have pretzels pretty often right now just because of how many calories I'm burning. So I just need the carbs. Um, but I would say my, my diet now is like what most people would consider just like a quote unquote, like healthy diet. Um, but I don't like, I, I allow myself to have things if I want them. Like there's some people that are like sauces and don't add this dude. I'll put, I put the Panda Express orange chicken sauce on my stir fry. Yeah. And like, yes, it has a good amount of calories, but it makes it taste way better. And so it makes me actually want to eat the food, right. you know? And so like, I'm not going to force myself to eat like bland, bland food. I'm not, I'm not going like, to, if it's bland, I'm not going to eat it. Right. Um, so and I like I like I allow myself to have because like people one question I get a lot is like, what do you have cheat meals do you like go off the rails and it's like no because I don't feel like I have to because if I want something I'll just have it it's just there's more often than not I'm not craving like a you know say like a a, a really greasy pizza a big part of that is because I know how it's going to make me feel afterwards right and like that is a pretty big deterrent for me to eat it because if I'm going to feel like crap for a whole day or even half a day, like, I just don't want to feel that way. So it's really easy for me, like, well, I'll just, I'll just get the, I don't know, chicken wrap instead or whatever. Right. right? So, but it, like, if I really want some ice cream, like, I'm going to have, like, I have, I have, I usually get like the low calorie Halo Top or whatever, something yeah. similar. Um, but I'll eat a whole pint. Almost, I eat, one, <laughs> I eat one of them almost every night. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's like, only 280 I, uh, calories. It's not yeah, that bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I just have found ways to have the things that I want. But even if it's like a regular like cookie or a regular brownie, if I have it at the house and I want it, I'll have it and I won't feel bad about it. Like that's the most important thing. A lot of people will be like, yeah, I have it. But then they eat it and they're like, oh man, I'm so bad. Or It's like, no, I wanted it. So I had it and like, let's move on. Like, right. I think a lot of people, when we get into counting calories, people get so wrapped up in it. But like, if you, if you're able to actually only have one cookie or only have one brownie, it's like, you know, maybe 300 calories. That's not that much. It's just the problem is people like have one and they think that they've done bad. And so they're like, well, I might as well have five. <laughs> well, oh, and that's where it yeah. becomes a problem. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's funny because I, people ask me about cheat days a lot. And on I weigh in, I weigh in on Tuesdays and I give my, mm -hmm. I still stay under 2000 calories, but like I, I do give myself a little bit more leeway to maybe get up to like 1800, 1900 calories on those days um, mm -hmm. as a little bit of a treat. But I'm someone, and it, I think it's, I would like to hear if you agree with this or not. So, so some people can do a cheat day. I just know that personally I can't because it's really hard for me to get back on track. So it's like when you were talking about like, oh, I don't want the fast food yet. I'm not there yet. But where I am, mm. which I, I think is maybe halfway, is like on, on Tuesday. I was like, oh, I haven't had Wendy's in like four months. Maybe it's time. Maybe I'll have that for my Tuesday. And I, I, I spent like hours going through the app and like trying to construct what meal I was going to get. And I was like, you know, I'm really not going to be full from this. So it's like even as much as I want it, 
I'm I'm going to have something different. Like I had like the uh, I'm down in Florida right now, and there's a grocery store chain that has unbreaded wings that are 80 calories each. So I got 10 wings. When I got real blue cheese dressing, and then I, I even this is the first time I've ever done this in my life. I got Ben and Jerry's, but I had literally half the pint, and I it, mm-hmm. it actually stopped. Like I haven't had a pint even really make it to the freezer before. Usually it would, <laughs> yeah. it would just like as soon as I got home, it would be gone. But it was like for me. Like, like you say, like you don't really need the cheat day. I just know that personally, at least right now, I, I'm like, I don't trust myself enough with a cheat day. Like, I just know that I'll like jump back on on the bad track. Like, like mm-hmm. is that ever a thought for you, or, or or not really? Not really. I think that like the way that you're doing it seems like a it, it it's a it's a very normal progression because I think like you are realizing this stuff isn't worth the calories, you know, right. like if you think of like, I, I, one I've heard explained by other people and I think it's a great explanation is like treating your, your daily calories is like a money in a wallet. Right. It's like you, you're, you're like at lunch and you're like, wait, do I want to spend, I only have a hundred dollars a day. Do I want to spend $75 on this lunch? Not really. Right. Like, is it really going to be worth it? Right. So I think that the way that you're going about it is like a very natural. That's exactly how it was for me. Like that's, I remember doing the same things. And then you just eventually, at least for me, it was like, I naturally eventually was like, dude, that stuff is just so not worth it. I don't even think of it. Like when I'm hungry, I don't think I want McDonald's. Like I might like for me, um, if I don't like today, I'm probably going to go to Panera bread and get like a good amount of food. Like that's my, you know, it's not even a cheat meal, but it's like, that's me being kind of lazy, not cooking and just like having like a treat for myself. Cause I get like, I get a lot of bread on the side and I dip it in the soup and everything. But, right. um, and so, but like the, the reason that I've never been a huge fan of like cheat days or even cheat meals is that it's about the relationship that we put on food. So it's like, when you start thinking that way, it's like, you start to think there are certain foods that are good that I am allowed to have. And then there are also certain foods that are bad that if I have them, it is a cheat and I'm cheating on my diet. Instead, what I like to do is like all food is like, and I understand this takes a while to get to. So like, I understand I might, you might be listening to me and like, you're freaking crazy, but like it takes a while (laughs) to get here. But like all food is allowed. Like I allow myself to have everything, but I know these foods that I normally have make me feel good. I perform well. They're, they don't like, you know, make me gain weight or anything like that. And these foods, they don't make me feel very good. They taste good for sure. And I, I have them occasionally, but that's not going to be what my diet mainly consists of. Right. And so I don't like tell myself, you cannot have this stuff. It's like, I can. So I don't feel like I'm depriving myself, but I just, most of the time am not reaching over here. I'm reaching at the, you know, the, the satiating foods that aren't super high in calories. If that makes right. sense. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Now I, um, I want to talk about working out and, and specifically that triathlon thing is awesome. But it's still something that I like personally. I struggle with because I've really never enjoyed working out. It just hasn't. I've never been good at sports. I don't. I. I people say, "Oh, I, the the runner's high." I've I've never experienced anything <laughs> at all close to that. So like, I wanted like when you started, what yeah. was working out like for you, and like how when did it become something that you actually enjoy? Like I can't even imagine when I get down to where I want to be. Like thinking about like, what am I going to do for fun? Oh, I'm going to do a triathlon. I'm like, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> and like, like, that, like, that's what's fun. For, like, I, can you talk about like working out and all that? Yeah. So, so working out is an interesting one. And this is a question. So I did like live stream as well. And like, I get this question very frequently. 
Um, it definitely takes time for you to enjoy it. But the thing that I always say, the, the most important thing about working out is find something that you enjoy. And that could be going on walks. Like walking is, and I, I know your brother has said this as well. It's like, it's the most underrated exercise. And I 100% agree. Like I still utilize walking as like exercise. Right, it's yeah. low impact. Like m- most people can do it, right? If you're really, really, really heavy, then walking is, is pretty difficult. But like the vast majority of people can go on a walk. And I think people have thought of it as like, it's not really exercise because running, you could run and that's better. But the thing is, is like, there's a lot of people that can't run. And if you do run, the risk of injury is pretty high. So walking is great, right? But like find something that you enjoy. So if that's doing bodybuilding workouts, that's great. If it's doing freaking going out kayaking, that's great. If it's mountain biking, that's it. Find something that you enjoy, but understand like at the same time, if you're really out of shape, there might not be a lot of stuff that you actually enjoy. Right. But like just, just putting yourself out there in those situations. Like for me, when I first started working out, like I went to the gym and I was doing very boring stuff because I felt like I had to. Right. And I didn't, when I lost most of my weight, I actually lost a good amount of it without going to the gym. Cause I was really broke. I couldn't afford it, which was actually a blessing in disguise because it made me realize, Oh, your diet is by far more important than the gym. Right. But when I first started working out, I would do like, I would do like a 45 minute circuit. So I do like the elliptical, I would do the treadmill and I would do like a stationary bike. And I just go through those 15 minutes at each. Right. But what that actually, at the time I didn't realize that it was doing, but it made me more comfortable in the gym and it made me like, I was able to scope out the gym. And so then when I decided to start lifting, I luckily had my, my best friend that I talked about earlier, he, he wanted to start working out as well. He was on the opposite side of the spectrum. And so he would take me, we would go to the gym every day and we would lift. We didn't know what we were doing. We looked like idiots, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but like it, it was fun because I had a friend to do it with. Um, and I think once I started actually seeing changes, I just, I really started to enjoy it. Like I was like, I, I really like kind of pushing myself here and it didn't happen right away. And it took a while and that might not happen for everybody, right? You might try to go to the gym and it doesn't work and that's fine. Like, the gym's not for everyone. And I don't think you have, it's not necessary by any means, but I think like you, there will be a, like gym intimidation is very real. And there will be a time where you feel uncomfortable and like, as much as it sucks to say this, and this might not seem very helpful. Like you kind of just have to push through that a little bit. Right. Like you're just going to have to push through it for, even if it's like a month, right? Like push through it being awkward and not being like super stoked to be there. But like, what I would say focus on is like, think in your head, I'm doing this to better myself. And like, it might not feel, but then once you start making a routine, you start seeing people that you're able to say hi to, you start noticing like the front desk, people start saying your name, whatever it might be, that feels good, you know? Yeah. And so like those little things, but then again, like understand the gym isn't for everyone. There are tons of ways to be active. Don't feel like you have to go to the gym and do 30, three sets of 15 reps. And like, that's the only way to lose weight. It's certainly not. Um, if you want to do dance classes, if you want to do CrossFit, if you like, there are so many ways to be active. So don't pigeonhole yourself in one way and be like, this is the only way to lose weight. Right. Okay. And, and like, so you genuinely enjoy working out now. Like it's something you look forward to. Dude, dude I had someone on my Instagram. They asked me a story. They asked, I had like the question thing and they said, um, what else do you enjoy? Like outside of working out in your free time. And I was just like, uh <laughs> dude it's like i i enjoy it like it's less like oh i like working out but it's it's about like self-improvement like 
training for this triathlon, like one, I never thought that I would do it. Like I did a marathon in 2019. I did terrible. It took me five and a half hours. But you did it? I didn't train enough. Yeah, I did it. Wow. Um, dude, but it was, I didn't train nearly enough. So this triathlon is a completely different story. I'm like taking it very slow. And like, I have a coach that's helping me. And like I, so today was a big day. So I PR'd my 5k. So before it was 2649 and I PR'd it today at like, I think it was 2458 or 59. And so it's it was like, like three a and a half miles, right? That's what a 5k is? 3.1. Okay. Yeah. So it was like around eight minutes a mile. It's Damn, like the, dude. The you're pace fun. I was running. You're like the it was, Captain America now. Good for you. <laughs> dude, that was a huge, but that was huge for me. Like, yeah. That, and so like, there's like little things like that with a triathlon has been great. Like swimming, dude. Oh my God. I'm so like, when I was fat, I used to float in the water. Like yeah, I could yeah, lay yeah. on my back and my toes would be out. Now I just sink straight to the bottom. So when I first started swimming, dude, it was tough. Like going from one end, to, which is 25 yards was like, I would get to the end and I'd be like, <gasps> like dying. And now I can do like 50 meters, like sometimes a hundred, like it's so like seeing those little improvements for me have, it's just something that I enjoy doing. And I think part of it is because of dude, I was so, I wasn't like the fit fat guy. I was so unfit. Like yeah. we, I remember I tried out for the football team. I ended up get, basically getting laughed out of the gym, which is a whole nother thing. But like, we had this thing where in the football team they had they would have you run a lap around the track which is 400 meters you know standard track yeah but they would put like the linemen and the big dudes in the front they'd line everyone up and they'd put the linemen in the front to help push them to run faster dude i couldn't run half a lap at the time so like i i just like i've i've just never been I, i'm not a natural like athlete i'm not i really am not Right. And so I think that seeing these like uh, gains, I guess, for a gym bro term, but like seeing these this progress, it's become addicting. Like I think that's the only the only way to, to put it. It's become like very much so addicting. If you want to call it exercise addiction, say it's a bad thing. That's fine with me. Like that, that's how you want to put it. Um, but it's just it really feels like it's just it's addicting to see self improvement and knowing that if I continue to do this, I will continue to improve. It's like why would I not? You know, right. like that's my mindset with it. That's awesome. And like you, when you were talking about addiction, you talked about it earlier about unhealthy. Like, cause like, for example, I weigh in every Tuesday and there was a week where I had rice twice in a week. And I know like I was good on the calories, but I just wasn't going to the bathroom. So my weight was higher than I wanted it mm -hmm. to be. And like in my head, I was like, I'm not going to eat on Monday just to make sure I lose weight that week. And like, it's, it is actually really hard for me. And I do, Actually, it's, it's literally on the floor in front of me because when it gets to, like, Saturday, I start weighing myself to see if I'm good for the week. But, like, how how hard is it or was it for you to, like, not care as much about the number on the scale? Because, like, it's what, like, defines you as a big person kind of. Mm -hmm. Like, like how, how what do you do now to avoid, like, falling into that trap? Yeah, that's a good question. I, it definitely can become very – it can become very unhealthy. I think the, th the thing that helped me honestly was when I started like lifting and stuff, it just, it became less, less of a concern because like I knew that I was like, I remember, so I did a physique show in 2016. So for that physique show, like I did the whole thing where you wear the board shorts and you're posing on stage shirtless and all that. Right. So wow. I, for that, I did like what, they call a bulk, which I, I mean, this is something I, I don't really recommend for like people to do because I, I just don't think it's necessary. Like if you're trying to gain muscle, you don't have to do this. But for me, it was actually helpful because I was like, I know that I'm going to gain weight. I am. That's the goal is to gain weight to hopefully gain some muscle. And so it just, 
I stopped weighing myself really because I was like, it doesn't really matter. Like I was still smart about my, I, ne- I never like went really, really overboard. I actually, because at the time it was when I first started lifting, I was, I probably was around the same weight that I am now, maybe like 10 pounds heavier, but I looked, <laughs> I looked a lot heavier cause I didn't have as much muscle. Right. Um, but I think that that really helped me because I, I realized that I could eat a little bit more and gain a little bit of weight and it's not going to like go from I'm this way and then, oh my God, I'm 400 pounds again. You right. know, like it, it, it's a slow pro- progression. And then once I started like losing the weight for the show, like I had to do what they call a cut. Like that's when I got down to 180. So I got very, very, very lean. And uh, I, at the same time, like when I was done with that show, when I competed and like the next day I was like, I know I, I cannot stay this weight. It wasn't healthy. Like it was too lean. It was, I didn't have enough fat on my body. So I knew that I was going to gain weight. And so I just, I became less uh, addicted really to seeing the number on the scale be as little as possible because at that point I realized, which is really hard because a lot of people struggle with this and they don't ever get out of that mindset. But I I realized that the number on the scale being as low as possible isn't my end goal, right? My end goal is to be healthy, period. Like that's what I care about. And so once I switched from caring about being as light as possible to being healthy, I think that that really helped me like shift the mindset that I had in terms of the like the number on the scale, right, right, and it was it was interesting, and we're coming close to the end. I have a couple of questions, and hopefully, we'll see if we have a surprise here in a minute. I'm not sure, um, but one of the videos you did, which I loved that you did, and it, it was I part of what made me laugh was just how uncomfortable you were doing it, which was funny. Was you did a video about uh, the size of uh, the private area? I'll say it like that. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it like that. How it gets, big. and that's like something that I've heard forever. When every time I lose weight, all my buddies are like. Hey, is it, like, is it getting bigger? Yeah. It's like, like, I say that to say, like, it's like just to, I, it's fine to do. Is like, I've had trouble with girls for my entire life, and I, like, I remember when I got like to my biggest, like, I literally couldn't do doggy style because, like, <laughs> my, like, I was, my gut was just too big. And oh I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not that. So like. Was that like a like a an, like what was like the thought process behind doing that video? Was it just like did you like are you doing Dude. really well with girls now or like? <laughs> I mean, I'm doing better. Like, let's be real. Um, but like, honestly, it's it's a question that I I I, I keep bringing up the fact that because I do the question thing on Instagram all the time. I just enjoy it. I don't know why. I'm like glutton for punishment, I guess. But like, right. I get that question all the time. And like, this was I made that video. I think the one that you're referring to years ago. So this is before they had that thing on Instagram. Okay. But like it was, I would get, I get, I still get it. Every time I do a question thing, I get that, that question, which is understandable, especially if, if you're a dude that has been overweight your whole life. And like, it's, it's a big deal. You know, you're, yeah. your little, your little guy down there is a big deal. Um, and so like, it's just, it's like the answer is kind of boring. And like at the time, the first time I made the video, I was so nervous, but dude, I've, I've talked about it so many times now. I'm like, whatever. It's like right. the, the fat around it gets smaller. So the usable space is larger, but it's right. not like you all of a sudden grow more inches. Right. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean that <laughs> it's, it's so many, so many guys asking that question. And like the yeah. answer is it's, it's what you would like, if you, if you think about it logically, it's like, okay, that, that makes sense. But I think a lot of guys, and the thing is, like, a lot of guys have fat down there in different ways, and they can look, so it's, it can maybe be a little bit different, but for me, it was genuinely, like, the, the fat around it got smaller, so there was more usable space, and then, like, when it comes to, like, you know, the bedroom and stuff, like, everything is just, it's just easier, 
like there you have more options and right. like it's obviously like the stamina is like before it was like i to be to be honest i only did it a couple times when i was at my heaviest just because i was so like nervous and i was just like not the best with women obviously right. yeah. but like the i was like the only option i had was me lay down and then the girl would figure something out it's like literally right. that was all i could do so now obviously there's many more options available. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy. And it's, and we're going to get, cause the surprise did show up, but uh, just, and this is weird, but I, I feel like I can tell you anything. Like when I got to my biggest, I got to the point where I actually had to like physically maneuver myself to, to masturbate. Like I literally couldn't reach. And mm -hmm. it was just like, like that was, and I still went for like four months after that, but it was like, that was one of the things I was like, damn, this is, this is messing with me, but, um, and just, it's, it's, I, it's weird that this is going to run into it, but I have a little bit of a surprise for you. Um, okay. so I do a Patreon, uh, to do, to keep me, uh, accountable. And I've mentioned uh -huh. that you were going to come on and I said, does anybody know who this is? And my buddy here, Ryan said that he did know you. And he, I, uh, I think he was your teacher in high school, surprisingly. Oh my God. No way. How's it going, Ryan? What's up? How you doing, Lee? What's up, John? <laughs> What's up? Oh my God, this is crazy. What? So, Ryan, What's up? <laughs> what, what? 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 What class did you have, John? In? Oh my God. U.S. history, and he was my uh, student aide for a semester, also. I was. I was. I was his student aide when he won. He won the best teacher award at our school that year. So I said I was probably a big part of why he won that year because I was the best. Right. Dude. Okay. There's. I'm sorry. I have to tell this story. So when I was working with, I, I feel, I'm going to call you Mr. Trammell still. I don't, I, don't, I feel <laughs> weird calling you right. But like when I was, so I was his student aide, right? And so I would, I would come into his, I think it was second period. And I think first period I had um, gym. And yeah. so I would come into his class and most times, like I would like maybe grade some papers or whatever. But I mean, he was, he, I'm sure he still is like a cool teacher. So a lot of times he was just like, just do your thing, like hang out. Like it was when like phones had just started getting internet. So I'd like be on like my space on my like flip phone thing. But like, I remember one time, dude, I would be so tired sometimes. Yeah. And he would, he would always let me go a little bit early to go to lunch because we, our class was like right before lunch. And like, if the way that our school was set up, it was like, you had to get in line. And then if you didn't get there early, like you were all of lunch, you were basically in line to get your food. So uh. he'd always let me leave early. But one one time, I guess I fell asleep in his class because he had like this the sofa that I would sit on, and like he, he filmed it. And then like I'm like sleeping, and then all of a sudden I'm woken up, and I'm like the whole class is just staring at me. Oh no! And I was like, what? And then he's like, hey, you were sleeping, and I was I guess I was snoring like really loud. And then he was just like, you can go to lunch, and I was like, okay. And I just like got my stuff and left. Oh man, I still have that picture. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh... <laughs> No, but John was always just a really cool kid, man. I really liked John from the start. And uh, I taught your sister as well. And, um, you know, just I'm so proud of you, man. Just how, uh, like, all the stuff you're doing. You know, as teachers, um, you know, we, we hope the best for our kids. And, you know, things will turn out great. And, you know, and I know that not everyone's going to go to college and they don't take that path. But, you know, um, you know, I always tell my kids, you know, if you're not going to go to college and have an idea you know, and, mm -hmm. and go with it. And you did that. And, you know, I actually, I, I'm a subscriber to your channel. I watch mm -hmm. it. I, I, and, and, you know, something that I've learned from you, John is, you know, you know, the student has become the teacher, you know, is having a healthy relationship with food mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you're, you're really, 
you, you know, you're really big on that, you know, and, and not being so dogmatic about stuff. And you're all, you're evolving, dude. I mean, I remember before it was just, you went to the gym and I would see you at the gym and you'd be on the stair climber, but now you're doing CrossFit and you're, you're now you're doing triathlon uh, training and stuff. And, you know, I think that's a true testament to you that, you know, you're growing and you're evolving. And I think on that journey, you know, I think, you know, we all do, we all evolve mm -hmm. in some way. And I, I'm just so proud of you, man. I'm so happy for you. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like thinking back on like high school, man, because in, in high school, like I know I had, you were one of the teachers that would basically say this to me. It was like, I teachers would be like, you have a lot of potential, but yeah. I was just one, I was lazy. And two, because like growing up all throughout school, I was always in like special ed. I had RSP. I had all of like the IEP. So I just would always be like, I'm, I'm done. I'm dumb. I can't do it. I'm dumb. And I remember, I remember one, I'm not sure if you even remember this, but uh, I ended up getting like, a, we, I think we had, I, I think I came for summer school one year yeah. and I ended up like doing terrible, like not doing super well, but then on the, the final test, cause I was just lazy. Like I wouldn't do homework. So I like my, my grades were never super good, but then we had like the end of the year test that was like pretty big portion of the grade, I think. And I ended up getting like a high, I think like a high B and you were like, why, why do you have a D in this class? Like you obviously know all this stuff. And I was just like, I, I don't remember what I said, but I just, I know looking back, it was like, I was just lazy. Like I just was lazy and I didn't believe in myself. That was the biggest thing. Like I, I didn't believe that I could do it. So I just wouldn't try. And I, I yeah. And you know what though, you know, this is my 16th year teaching now, right? Know, it's crazy. My God. And, and, you know, something I've learned is, you know, especially with this whole COVID thing, you know, um, just to have a little more grace and compassion and, and understand that, you know what, everyone's going through it, man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're going through your thing. And I know you've talked about it in your videos, how you would try to, you know, um, bring on the attention to yourself before someone could, you know, put you down mm -hmm. and things like that. And, and when I saw that, it, it broke my heart, you know, I was like, oh, my God, you sometimes, you know, as teachers, we're we forget, we forget those things. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, you, you were, a, a, um, you know, in a way you, you taught me a lot, you know, in terms of how I approach my job and how I approach kids and stuff. And, and, you know, we all have our own story, you know, and I just think it's beautiful that you, you, you're, you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, um, I'm just so proud of you, man. <laughs> I'm proud of you. And, and, I talk about you in class, you know, I'll tell my kids, Oh, have you heard of this? And some kids are like, Oh yeah, I know that guy. And I say, yeah, he went to school here. You know, they're like, Shut up. no, he didn't. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I say, Hey, we have a YouTube influencer who's, uh, <laughs> so I'm just really proud of you, man. And yeah, when Lee said, Oh yeah, do you know, obese to beast? Anyone know? I'm like, Oh yeah, that's my student. That was my student. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so I was just so happy, you know, I'm just really happy for you. And, and, you know, I do have a couple of questions. How's your mom? She's doing, she's doing well. She, uh, she was working at Walmart for like years and years and yeah, years. She's no longer working there. Um, yeah. She is actually helping. She basically is living with my, with Evelyn, my younger sister okay. and helping raise Faith. Okay. So, if, man, yeah. Faith is so cute. I've seen pictures of her. And she's I know she's getting that. so big, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you have to give my best to your mom and Evelyn. Oh, I definitely will. I'm definitely yeah. gonna tell them. This is crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I, I hope it's okay. I didn't want. I didn't want to like. No, no. Uh, do no, anything. it's awesome. Like, I mean, dude, Mister. So it's so weird calling, but Ryan, like, 
him and there was another teacher that I actually never actually had in school, but we, I worked with him a lot. His name was Mr. McLaughlin. Like yeah. they're both history teachers for some reason. I, and it, they actually made me want to teach history, but like, again, school was never my thing, but like th- they were the, both of them were like the coolest teachers at the school. Um, yeah. So this is awesome. This is so cool. And yeah, so I, I want to give you a shout out, Ryan. You, you're, you've lost a bunch of weight over the pandemic. You, we, yeah. we do, we do live workouts on my Patreon, and I, I, I like you were saying how walking is a workout. That's ba- that's twice a week I do walks, and Ryan mm-hmm. is doing medicine ball slams, and he has he has the the I don't even remember what it's called, but the like steel the steel mace. The steel you're, like yeah, you're killing, you're killing, you're, you're killing it, man. Like how how much weight have you lost over the pandemic? Well, uh, since the pandemic started, it was a year ago. I've lost about 30 pounds, probably nice. 20, 30 pounds. But, you know, my thing is, you know, I've always just said, I don't want to suffer. <laughs> you know, I like I've tried <laughs> paleo, I've tried keto and I was miserable, you know, and and I just think I had to refocus. And, and you know, the whole thing kind of brought attention to the importance of health. And um, mm-hmm. and so I don't know, I was just kind of. You know, I was in a weird place, you know, I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I was really burned out, you know, and uh, with work and everything. And it was like the ultimate reset button, but the reset has kind of become too much at this point. I want to go back to normal stuff. But, <laughs> yeah. right. uh, but, you know, I just I think in this whole time, what's really helped me is community, like being part of things, you know, that are healthy, like like Lee's Patreon, you know, that's been such a great thing, you know, and watching mm-hmm. Lee at Lee's such a great guy. And, and, you know, I used to watch him and Joey Diaz on their podcast. And, and then when he started the Patreon, I said, why not? You know, and, and uh, I just like being around positive people. And I think that it just helps. And, and, you know, this John surrounding yourself with good people really Mm -hmm. does bring you up and keep you going. Yeah. I, a couple, so I want to shout out uh, Ryan right here. So like when I, when I was going to high school, I'm not sure if you still do or if they even still do it, but like he was the coach of the wrestling team. Yeah. And so like he, he's, he's always been good at working out. Like he's been able to move and like super well. It's, it's interesting how the pandemic has played like good and bad for certain people because yeah. like for a lot of people, it was actually a way for them to start working out because they had more time. They realized that they could get a good workout at home without going to the gym. But then for other people, it was like the opposite, right? It was like, Oh man, I can't go to the gym now. So this has made it like I've gained weight, right? The COVID 15 or whatever people, I mean, it's been a year now, so maybe it's the COVID 30 now, but like um, it's, it's, it's been really, really interesting to see. And like, I, I remember I was a little worried, but, I ended up like actually getting pretty lean during the, the, especially the very beginning of the pandemic, because like literally all I had to do was work out. Like I work from home and like, for me, like making videos and stuff, it takes a little bit, but it's not like I'm working nine hour days. So it was like, I'd work out, go on a really long walk, maybe film a video and then do another workout. Like I was working out so much. Um, and so it's been, it's been really, really interesting how the pandemic has kind of played a, either a good or bad role for people when it comes to like losing weight or like getting healthy. It, 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 I gained weight at the beginning of it, and then that's when I, I finally decided to lose weight. But, Ryan, 
Thank you so much for jumping in, buddy. I'm, I'm gonna. I've taken up a lot of John's time. I have one more, like two more questions I'm gonna ask him. But I just want to like say, like, on like you, like you're one of the more positive people on there. I remember when I first started, and I was walking around in the snow by the church at my mom's place. Like you were always there with me. Like he, like he, he finally missed. We do movie nights on Fridays, and he finally missed one because he, he had. I think he had a football game last night. But thank yeah. you so much for jumping on, and I'll see you for a workout on Monday. For sure. See you later, John. Take care, buddy. Dude, it was so good to everyone. see you, man. Good to see you too. And also, Jim, I talked to uh, I'm, Jim's like one of my best friends, so I'll mm-hmm. tell him I talk to you and stuff. Yeah, and please, please do. Yeah, love to do. like maybe you know get together sometime. You know. Yeah, like, absolutely, a hundred percent. That'd be awesome. Hit those drums, bud. <laughs> All Bye, right, buddy. guys. I'll see you later. That was I'm I'm glad that was okay. I was so excited when he told me he was your high school teacher. I was so happy Dude, that, that worked out. That, it, it, he wasn't just like my high. He was literally like the coolest teacher I had. Like there's no other teacher I would have wanted to TA for because I it's like literally just sitting in someone's class and then them, them telling you what to do. Right. So he literally would like eighty percent of the time it was just do nothing and then maybe grade a couple papers. It was. Yeah, he's he's a great guy, hundred percent. That was awesome. I'm so happy. So I have two questions. Uh, the, the last real question that I I want your uh, advice for people is because it's big for me, and I really honestly am trying to not even think about it. Is your your loose skin video was really impressive? Like it really because it's like, especially like as being big and someone who is trying to lose weight, it's like you're doing it to have a better looking body. Essentially, like, mm-hmm. obviously I want to be healthy, but it's like. I almost in my head, and I'm older than you were when you lost the weight. In my head, I'm like, maybe I'm still young enough that the skin's gonna snap back. And I just, I know it's not, but like, <laughs> like I, I want like when you said when you were the, the, I even wrote it down. Like you said, like the term, the words you used were like you're comfortable in your skin. And I've never, for like a moment of my life, been comfortable in my skin. Mm-hmm. And it's like. How hard was it for you to turn down like a? You said you had people offering to give you the surgery, and it's like, I like to, at, at this moment in my life, I would I would jump at it. So like, what was yeah. that thought process like? Well, I, I do want to say like I've noticed as as the years have gone on, there's not many people that would feel feel the same way that I do, and that's totally fine. And like I'm not, I don't like feel like people need to feel. I'm I'm definitely an outlier. I don't know why, but I definitely am. So for me, when it, when it came to losing weight, loose skin wasn't talked about very much. Like when you'd see like the extreme weight loss and like extreme makeover and then like biggest loser, they didn't, they never talked about it. Right. They would, they right. would do, Oh, they lost the weight. And then they would get the surgery, but they wouldn't really even talk about it. And then all of a sudden, Oh my God, look at this. And so I was like, honestly, like, Oh, I guess this makes sense. I didn't even think of it. Right. When I first started to notice the loose skin and honestly, like for me, it's, one, one big thing is that it doesn't impede my life. It doesn't cause me any pain or rashes, which it happens to a lot of people. So like, that's a huge thing that I don't have to deal with. Um, but for me, I think it's just more, like I said in that, the first video I ever made about it, it's like a battle scar, which I agree still with. Oh, sorry. No worries. I, uh, I still agree with that, but like, it's a little cheesy, I guess, but it's just like, I, I know why I have the loose skin. Like if, if, like today I was at the pool, I had my shirt off, you know, I'm not like thinking, Oh, what are people thinking about me? It's just, you know, if someone has a question, they can ask me. Um, right. Luckily, I mean, for the most part, I think people get it. They're like, Oh, like I lost weight. That's why he has loose skin. Right. Um, I've never had anyone like make fun of me in person, but I think like 
one of the reasons, like probably what you're going through, I don't want to say I know exactly, but I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this is it's, it's less just, oh, I'm worried about loose skin. It's more, it's like fear of the unknown. Like right. we know what it's like to be fat. We know right. what it's like to feel uncomfortable in that fat body. But it's like this loose skin thing is completely unknown. You have absolutely no idea what that's going to feel like. And that is what scares a lot of people, I think. It's and funny so that you the, said that. I just quickly interrupt. Is like when I saw that video, I had a, and I'm not proud of it, but I had a thought. I was like, maybe I should just be kind of chubby because then at least like I'm used to that. And like, then I won't have the, the, the loose skin. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, what are you talking about? Like, that's crazy. But it's like, it, the, it, thing, it, the thing is, is like, that's a very easy thought to have right now. But once you're actually losing the weight, it's it's really hard to be like, okay, I'm good being 50 pounds overweight still. It's like, well, I've already started. I might as well finish. But like the the thing that I want to say to you know people out there that might be worried about it is like, dude, it doesn't even compare, man. Like having loose skin compared to having you know 200 pounds of excess fat, it's the only. It's there's no way to explain it other than I, I believe that you're going to lose this weight. You will experience it yourself. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like, and, and, and I'm not saying that you won't want to get rid of it. You might. And like a lot of people, I would say most people probably do. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I, I'm not like one of those people. It's like, Oh, you got rid of the skin. How dare you? It, I don't care. But like, just like understand that I, I, I have met very few people, if any, that have lost weight and had the skin and are like, oh, I was so much happier when I was 200 pounds of weight. <laughs> right. Like it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen because the, the, the amount of life you gain while maybe losing a little bit of whatever, like you have to, you feel weird with the shirt off or whatever. Cause like when you're fat, people know you're fat. So you take your shirt off and be like, oh yeah, it's a fat guy. But like with me, if I take my shirt off, people are like, whoa, what the heck? Like that's right. literally, it's like a one second thing and then it's done, you know? Um, but I think it's one of those things that we stress out about a lot that once you deal with it, you're like, okay, it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Awesome. Well, that's good. To, that, that's really uh that's really uh, nice to hear. And like, so I guess the advice that I'd like to get from you is like, if, if people, because what I'm hoping with this podcast is to, just to give people who were, I guess where I still am, but like who haven't made the choice or aren't ready to make the choice to lose weight, to make it like seem a little bit more attainable. It's like, what what is your advice for, I guess, whatever amount of weight they have to lose for anyone who's looking to get on this journey? Do you have any advice you would give them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I heard this from someone that I talked to that had lost, I think he lost 400 pounds. And wow. he said, he said this to me, uh, he said, I didn't lose 400 pounds. I lost one pound, 400 times. Right. Oh, wow. And that is, that's, that's, that's my advice is like, take it slow. If you're always thinking about, I have to lose 200 pounds. I have to lose 200 pounds. I have to lose 200 pounds. You're always going to feel like you're not there. You're not there. You're not there. So take every win as it is celebrate every pound i'm not saying celebrate by eating a piece of cake but you know like 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 be proud of yourself for every single pound that's lost and understand like this is a lifelong journey and like i don't say that to scare you but it's like if there are slip ups if there are mess ups like you got the rest of your life to get it right you know so like don't feel like you have to go from zero to 100 you can go from one to two to three to four and just slowly you know improve you know the quality of your life improve the types of foods you're eating slowly improve the type of exercise you're doing like you're saying you're going on walks that's good like you don't need to go from i haven't ran in five years to like i'm gonna try and run a 5k tomorrow right like, you're gonna regret that right so just slowly in and incrementally it's not gonna be super sexy you're not gonna end up on someone's like oh my god this person lost 200 pounds in eight months kind of post but like 
that's not what matters, right? Your health and your longevity, I would hope is what you're, what you're trying to, you know, worry about and what, what's most important to you. Absolutely. And so I, I know most people probably do, but for those of you who might not have seen your videos, can you want to just talk about your, like, where can people find your YouTube channel, your Instagram, all yeah. that stuff? So on pretty much every social media platform, if you type in obese to beast, my stuff will pop up. So it, YouTube, Instagram, those are the two main ones. And then Twitter and TikTok a, a little bit, I guess. But yeah, those are the main ones. YouTube and YouTube and Instagram are the main months <laughs> awesome well thank you so much john this really was great I, i'm glad that i was able to uh bring back mr trammell but this is honestly i i, I you're you're very inspiring and i, I know it's weird I, I hate when people say that to me but it's just true it's nice to see for someone who's currently in it it's nice to see that it's it's very possible so thank i want to thank mm -hmm. you for that and thank you for coming on yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. This was this was a fantastic. This is probably the most fun I've had on a podcast. So this oh, great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that for the intro, but I'm gonna start like <laughs> clipping that. But thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, first of all, to John Glaude, Obese to Beast, for coming on, and for my good buddy, Mr. Ryan Trammell. Thank you also for coming on. Wasn't that great? I was so nervous. I was nervous if like John didn't like him or something, but who? It's impossible not to like Ryan. Um. It's, it's, it's amazing the impact that teachers have on kids. And, I mean, now John's a YouTube uh, star and social media influencer, but seeing his high school teacher was uh, made this the his favorite podcast to come on to. So I couldn't believe it when I found out that Ryan uh, had John as a student. And it, it was just nice to see the love and respect they both had for each other. So thank you so much to Ryan for helping me surprise John. And John, again, it means the world to me that you did this podcast. You killed it. You're killing it in life. Uh, hopefully one day when I grow up, even though I'm, I'm, I think, close to 10 years, if not more than that, older than you, when I, one day when I grow up, I want to be just like you, John Glaude. And you're inspiring people. Again, don't forget, He's obese to beast, no spaces, no underscores on YouTube, and then obese underscore two underscore beast on Instagram and Twitter. Give him a follow. Listen to his podcast, the Work for Change podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. I I, I honestly, I'm not doing it. I'm people all the time oh you help me and this is great that's wonderful I, i'm that it's not that i'm not trying to 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 help people but i don't know i i don't i don't look at it that way i just look at it as something that i would listen to in the position that i'm in i'm just trying to put positive things out there but i i genuinely do believe that this podcast could be something very special. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who need help and motivation and a reason to lose weight, to make it seem more accessible, not so scary. Maybe they've tried before and failed, like I have a thousand times. Maybe you lost the weight and gained it back. It happens. We're going to talk about all of that. This is this is your virtual I don't know, support group in a weird way. I know that has a weird connotation, 
but I, we are going to support each other. You're supporting me. By I, I'm st- I'm staying good on my diet because I know I can't come on here next week and tell you I gained six pounds. I want. I mean, I I don't want to, but I'd love to have the food I, I know I can't have, but I don't because of you guys. So thank you very much. Please let some people know about the podcast. And thank you very much to our sponsor, Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code SYAT, S-Y-A-T-T, at manscaped.com. And you're going to get 20% off and free shipping. So use code SYAT at manscaped.com. Thank you so much. We have some great episodes coming up. We have a dietitian. Like I said, we have the two contestants from The Biggest Loser. And we have listener calls from you, the listener, their video, audio. They were all amazing. If you want to get on the list to do a call, please email me, wastelinepodcast at gmail.com. All right? Thank you again to John and to Ryan and to you for listening and watching. I'll be back every Tuesday forever. I'll be a 1,000 years old and we'll be doing this podcast. But you know the difference? The difference is you and I, we're going to be super skinny in a thousand years. You get it? <laughs> well, I love you all. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And I will talk to you next week on the Wasteland Podcast.